Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This December, we again wanted to practice what we preach and have some white space in our calendars leading up to Christmas. We decided that what we would do is showcase some of the podcasts where we have been interviewed as the guests. So today, we're going to be sharing with you one of those. In 2017, we recorded five episodes around the Christmas themes, Christmas schedules, decorations, gifts and wrapping, Christmas functions and Christmas holidays. And we repeated these again last year. So if you're wanting some tips and tricks for the Christmas season, have a listen to episode 22 through to 26. We'll link to them in the show notes. This week, we're sharing an episode from the podcast Cocktails and Containers with Kirsty's conversation with Christy Lingo. Kirst shares about finances and decluttering and being organised, which is absolutely perfect for this time of the year, and I know you're going to get heaps out of this episode. This episode was recorded earlier this year in 2019, so just a reminder that we've since joined our businesses, so the Art of Decluttering is where you'll find us online and everywhere you look for us. And if you want to give us a Christmas present this year, then we would love for you to leave a review in whatever app you're listening to, or you can come over onto our Facebook page and leave a review there. We hope you enjoy this episode and have a beautiful Christmas. Kirsty Ferugia, thank you so much for joining me today on Cocktails and Containers and welcome from Sydney, Australia. Yeah, thanks so much, Christy, for having me. It's so exciting to be here. I love it. And it is, what, 10 o'clock in the morning there right now? Yes, it is. And it is 7 o'clock in the evening where we are. So I'm so glad that we were able to sort of make this work where we're both actually awake when we're recording. (laughs) Yes, it's so much nicer than being bleary-eyed or trying to stay have lots of coffee to stay up late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. So we are going to talk to Kirsty, who is a former financial planner, correct? And yes, but now turned professional organizer. So she's got expertise in multiple areas. And we're going to talk to her a little bit about why it's important to get your finances organized. But first, we are going to drink one of her favorite cocktails that she sent me, which I had never heard of. And it is quite delicious, I must say. And it is called a Toblerone cocktail. So it is going, you're going to take 30 mils or two ounces. I had to figure it out in both <laughs> both the metric system and our Americanized version of everything. Yep. So 30, 30 milliliters or two ounces of Frangelico, 30 milliliters or two ounces of Kahlua, and then 30 milliliters or two ounces of Bailey's, and then four ounces of heavy cream and a little bit of honey. And Steve, the bartender, which is where she got the recipe that she sent to me, he does it two different ways. So the way that I have made it today is in a martini glass. So he takes the honey, he kind of swirls it around the inside of the glass and then 
shakes the drink in a shaker with ice and strains it out. You could also, which he does in a video and it sounds delicious, is put the ice and the drink mix into a blender and blend it up and then drink it like that too, which sounds absolutely delightful if it was a lot warmer out than it is here. <laughs> Maybe for you, right? Because you guys are in summer right now. Is that correct? Yeah, well, we've just moved into autumn. So Okay, okay. <laughs> Before we move on, I do want to give you a toast that I give to all of my guests here on Cocktails and Containers. And I always say, may all of your things be tidy and may all of your cocktails be strong. So cheers and thank you for this recipe. Cheers. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. Oh, it is so good. Like I was telling Kirsty before we started that when I made it to kind of take some pictures of it, I was like, oh, this is really good. Maybe I'll have one and then I'll make another one when we do the interview. And then I was like, that might not be such a good idea. <laughs> I'd be a, a hot mess, a hotter mess than I already am. So... <laughs> So getting to your other areas of expertise besides recommending delicious beverages, tell me a little bit about your background, your life in Sydney, and then kind of how you rolled in your life into being a professional organizer. So I am a mom. I have two kids just a slightly older than yours. They're nine and seven. And I have an incredible husband, Simon, and we live in Sydney, Australia. However, we were both born in Melbourne. Um, so we grew up in Melbourne. Um, I am a professional organizer and podcaster, just like you, Christy. That's um, right. You actually, you just crossed a hundred episodes. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, no, we, uh, <laughs> we've done 90 episodes and we're about to, um, yeah, and we, we've had heaps of downloads. So and you're, <laughs> we are you're planning really our hundredth episode. A million, correct? Yeah. That yeah, correct? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that is so amazing and congratulations for that. So yes. And I will have links to Kirsty's The Art of Decluttering podcast in the show notes. So be sure to check it out. But I, I, uh, I jumped in there because I didn't want to forget to congratulate you on that because that is so amazing. And I love your podcast. It's, it's really a great listen. So oh, yeah, thank you. Professional organizer, podcaster, and yeah. Um, the difference between you and I, I think, is that I have not always been organized. <laughs> I grew up um, as a hot mess. I'm one of five children. My family's emphasis was on hospitality and um, having people drop in at any time rather than um, ensuring that our rooms are nice and clean and that we were all doing lots of chores. <laughs> so... <laughs> Consequently, when I met my husband, who grew up in the complete opposite style of home to me, um, I it was lovely clash of family <laughs> upbringings, and I quickly learnt to um, become more organised. And then we have both been on a decluttering journey since then. But it is because of my uber organised husband that I um, learnt habits and practices and. I saw how much benefit they brought me in my home that I thought, well, if I can learn, I am the laziest person you'll ever meet. I'm the biggest procrastinator that you've ever met. So if I can change, then I thought, well, man, I can teach other people how they could also change their ways as well. So as you mentioned, I was an accountant and a financial planner before that. I wasn't very good or at either <laughs> of them. Um, it wasn't 
particularly accounting. Financial planning certainly had more of my heart than accounting. However, when we moved to Sydney, um, I didn't have to go back to work. My son was nine months old and we were financially able for me not to go back to work. However, when little miss was about 15 months old, I was all like, okay, I need to get out of the house. <laughs> I need something to fulfill me outside yes. of just being a mom. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's when I came across the concept of professional organizers and I was all like, dude, I can do that. And so, and here I am six and a half years later doing it and kicking goals in this life. I think that that's fantastic. And to be honest, like I am not type A organized person either. I was lucky to have my mother who was, and I'm the oldest of five kids. And she saw in me that I needed structure and routine in order to kind of keep things in order. And I think that for both of us, like, I feel like it gives you an amazing empathy with your clients when you can say like, listen, I am not telling you to do this from a, you should standpoint. I'm telling you to do this from experience of, I know what it's like to not have structure and routine and places to put things and to have that panic of, I can't find my keys or I can't find my checkbook or whatever. So I think that's fantastic. It takes all types and there's plenty of decluttering to go around (laughs) for all different types of organizers that are out there. (laughs) I'm sure you do that too. So one of the reasons, so you had made an Instagram post, um, which I thought was super fun a couple weeks back where you had yeah. said, which one of these things is not true about me or something like that. And so in it, you had mentioned that you used to be a financial planner and it perked up my interest because for one, th- like I used to be uh, in the fitness industry and I find that I can be very helpful to my clients when they're trying to organize their kitchen or they're trying to organize, you know, their, their meal planning and things like that, because I sort of have experience in that area. And so I noticed another thing thing that people struggle with, you know, if they're not paying their bills or they don't know where their checkbook is or all these kinds of things, they don't maybe even understand why it's important to keep track of all of that stuff. You know, their finances are kind of a mess. And so I really wanted to talk about it with you because you understand both sides of it. Like you understand like how you can get yourself into a little bit of a bind if you sort of lose track of your budget and your finances and things like that. But then on the other side, being able to give people really practical tips on how to help them. So I want to start by asking, why is it so important to keep your money, your budget, your finances organized? Yeah, that's such a great question. (laughs) I think it's really, really important to have your finances organized so that you can make wise and informed choices in regards to your spending and your savings and your investments. Finances, I find finances affect every area of our lives. (laughs) Um, It impacts our relationships. It impacts, it has impact your past. It's um, impacting your present and it's going to impact your future. Um, It impacts your lifestyle either in the here and now or in the future. If you lose track of your finances, it's going to come back to bite you. And I also um, like for you and I, Christy, it also impacts our parenting and our mindsets that we're passing along to our children. So I just think it is so crucial to be aware of your finances and to be in control of it. It can also impact our mental health, I think. Um, I see this in my clients all the time. The stress of not knowing what's going on in your finances 
or alternatively, the stress of putting an over-importance on our finances um, can also um, lead to some um, mental health issues. So I think that it's really important that we have to acknowledge that money only has the power that we give it. Um, by being organised in this area, we are able to take back control um, and we're about we're able to take back power. And that is my heart for you and I know it's your heart for people too, Christy, um, to have freedom in this area and to have control over your own life and not to be a slave to money. Yeah, I think, and it, you know, it'll be sometimes when I go through, I just had a client a couple of weeks ago who hadn't opened her mail since the beginning of the year. Yes. And, and it not, not just hadn't opened her mail, like hadn't paid a bill, had yes. collection notices. And these are people that are like struggling. Like these are people that have the wherewithal to pay these bills. So we're not talking about that. We're talking, and so to me, I was like, you know, how can I help you set up a system so that you can keep track of or you can easily know where your, where your time and where your money is going? Because even if you have money, you don't want to spend it on paying late fees or, you know, you don't want to overdraw your bank account or you don't want to just like not have the money when your kid comes to you. Like you're saying, you know, your kid comes to you and they want to go to camp and you are like, oh, and then you write the check and it bounces or something like that. You need to be able to know what is coming in and what is going out. So that's kind of how I, you know, divide my finances. So in terms of that, you know, say if somebody's like me, what is one of your tips for tracking the stuff that comes in? So your monthly statements, your tax info, your, your bank statements, things like that. What do you recommend to people? How, how do you keep track of all of that? So my number one tip in this area, which I know you're going to love, Christy, <laughs> is to be consistent. Um, whether it's opening your mail once a day, once a week or once a month, start with being consistent um, because then, as Christy says all the time, you can then tweak it um, when you get good systems in place. And so I totally recommend, and you'll hear it in our podcast all the time, that we recommend and I recommend opening your mail every day. It is so much easier to deal with five pieces of mail than it is to deal with 150 pieces of mail. Amen. Awesome. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> it is also so much easier to ring up people and go, I am so sorry. I know I've got a bill that is due, but we're having financial issues. They are going to be so much more lenient with you and give you the grace that you need and be able to set up a payment plan when you ring them the day that you get the bill rather than when it is five months overdue. So I really, really recommend opening your mail because it is, I know in my life when I don't know what's coming, and I get, I can get more overwhelmed and stressed by the idea that there may be 50 bills in this mail that I've opened up and I might actually have to be paying out tens of thousands of dollars. Whereas if I know, actually my bills are $10,000, at least then I know and I can have a plan of how I'm going to pay for it. It is so much more stressful when 
you know, and I think that comes back to my point before about the mental stress of actually not acknowledging and not having power. Like you are taking back power and control when you open that mail. So open the mail, people. <laughs> open the mail. It really is a vicious cycle where you're like, you don't want to deal with paying the bills or you're afraid of how much it's going to be. So you don't open the mail and then it rolls into their late or then you're on a collection list or something like that. And it really does become sort of a vicious cycle where like you're saying, they are much kinder to you. If you open your bill up and, you know, say it's a hospital bill or something like this. Like when I had my first child, I was in the process of transitioning from working at a job to working for myself as a professional organizer. And we knew that the, you know, $1,800 hospital bill that we got was not something that we were going to be able to be like, let's just pay this, you know? And so I, when we got the bill, I called the hospital. There was even something on there that says, if you're, you don't think you can pay this, call us. And they set up a a payment plan for us. Like immediately I was able to set it up on automatic bill pay. So I just made a reminder in my calendar that it was going to come out on this day every month and so on and so forth. And it just was such a relief to me. But if I would have just fretted over that for, you know, 90 days or 120 days, and I think they give you 160 days before they're going to send collection people for you, that is way more stressful. But I, I completely get it. Like it can be paralyzing to, if you don't feel like you have the the money, but you know, we recently sort of went through some financial restructuring structuring here. And we sort of put it off for a long time. And now that I've actually put the time in, I kind of worked on it over Christmas break when we had some time off. It is so nice to have it off my chest. You know, I took a 401k that I had from that old job seven years ago and I rolled it over into an IRA. And it's just like, why did I wait so long to do this? Because now it's such a burden off of me to actually, like you said, take, take control know what's going on, open your mail, be aware, and then come up with a plan. And I think that that is 100%. If you're unaware, that doesn't mean the problem doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) It also means that they, you know, those bills have power over you. And as I said, we don't want to give money or bills or creditors any more power then they're due. We are the ones who are in control of our own lives. Even if you have little money, you are still in control. And by being aware, you're taking back control and taking back ownership of of what's actually going on. Do you live in the hills or the North Shore or Sydney Central? What are some of the other areas in Sydney, Kirst? The Shire, the Inner West, Northern Beaches. So I only found out recently from Curse that you Sydney siders have like zones and areas that you like identify yourselves by. So if you live in any one of those and you need some professional organising services to help in your home, you need to get Kirsty in because she's freaking amazing. So if you want to have Kirsty in to help you declutter, email us at hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we're going to put you in touch. Oh, we'd so love that. I would love, love, love to meet more and more listeners and to be able to help you hands-on and get the most out of your house and make you able to live in freedom and grace and joy in your home. So call me, contact us, however, find me, I'll find you, I can't find you. (laughs) So send us that email or DM us on Insta or private message us on Facebook But Kirst is like there. She's ready, Sydney Siders. She's ready to come and transform your home with you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Yeah, I love it. And so, okay, so we've got the mail. We are taking yes. your advice. We are actually opening things. We are aware of the stuff that is coming in. What are your tips for organizing what goes out? So essentially like maybe creating a budget. Do you have websites that you like or you spreadsheets? Do you like pen and paper? You know, how do we keep track of what is going out of our house so that we really can get a control of the finances that we have? So I um, was talking to my brother. I have to give a shout out to my brother. He is a financial planner and a, an amazing one. He, thanks to me, I told him to get into it and he listened. <laughs> um, so I rang him yesterday and I was all like, hey, here are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? And, and um, so these tips are brought to you by my brother, Philip. <laughs> um, Thank you, Philip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do So. It's my ideas too. Um, I like the concept of creating a budget. Now, that is taking, being aware and taking account of all your fixed costs, like your mortgages, your insurances, your 401s or you know, your pension plans, whatever you are, um, you know your our fixed costs. So looking at your whole year and deciding how, you know, when is everything due um, how much is it going to cost me? Budgeting in, you know, a price increase. Um, I know in Australia our um, health insurances go up a huge amount every year. So um, looking at that and budgeting for your fixed costs. Then also figuring out roughly your um, variable costs or, your, you know, your spending costs. So that would be your groceries and your clothes and your entertainment and things that you can pull back on if you need to. If you do get a big bill, you can go, okay, we're not going out to the movies this month or we're not having takeaway um, or, you know, we're, even, we're going to shop at the, at the cheaper shops this week because we really need to save some money um, for the school camp or, you know, whatever else, or, you know, your washing machine's broken and you need to replace it. So, and then determining how much you want to save and then setting up. So there's the three categories, your fixed costs, your variable costs, um, your spending costs and your saving costs. And then setting up direct debits, um, is that what you call them in the US? Yeah, that's <laughs> yep. Like like when they take the money out to pay the yeah. debt. Yep. Yeah. So scheduling money into those three accounts, like setting up three different accounts potentially, and and when your money comes in from your pay or your business like ours, um, you're scheduling out. Okay, I know I have to. You know, we've got fist fixed cost of fifty thousand dollars this year, and therefore I need to you know, divide that by the 12 months and this pay, I need to put a certain amount away into this bank account for fixed costs and a certain amount into my spending costs and then a certain amount into savings. Then you can set and forget for a little while at least. And then my tip is to also set up direct debits for your bills that come in. So when you do open your mail and if you are in a fortunate position that you don't have to be concerned about money or anxious about, you know, moving money across into different accounts to make sure that you've got enough money in there is when you get that bill when you open that mail today and you see there's a bill but it's not due for six weeks get into your phone you know your app banking app or onto the computer and set that bill up to pay today but not to pay today <laughs> get in there today 
and set it for six weeks time or, you know, two days before it's due. So you're absolutely guaranteed that it's paid on time. You're not going to get any late fees and you're not going to be paying interest if it's a credit card payment. And then it is about staying on top of things and tracking it, but not tracking it to the day or the month. It's more like what you say all the time, Christy, is to do it for a couple of months and then review and tweak it if you need to tweak it. You know, if you're realizing that actually we're not got enough money in our spending account every month, then adjust your budget accordingly and put a little bit more in and take money out of your savings account and put it into the spending or review your spending and go, actually, every month, the last three months, we've gone over our spending budget. Why is that? And go back and have a look and go, oh, that's right. We went to Macca's every (laughs) Friday night instead of having, you know, a cheaper meal at home. Yeah. And I think that that awareness, that review, I mean, in all areas of organizing, it's just the same thing as going through your closet seasonally and determining what you're not wearing or what you're not using, you know. If your budget is $200 for groceries, which I don't know what that equates to Australian, but you know, so say you're saying $200 a week for groceries, and then you you realize that you're buying $200 a week of groceries, but you're also throwing away a lot of stuff. Like you don't have to spend that. Go back and review and look at it and tweak it. Or on the flip side, for instance, recently our water line broke out front which is the line that runs from our house to the city. And it was Mm -hmm. on our side of the property line. And so on a Sunday afternoon, we got a tap tap on the door and they came and basically handed us a thing that said in 14 days, we had to repair it by one of the city approved repair people. And it was going to be $3,100. And (sighs) thank Yeah. Right. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) So we had to sort of, rein it in a little bit. You know, one place I found was like our food budget. I can cut a little bit out of our food budget. We can eat beans a couple of times a week more often. Um, You know, I upped the amount of money that was automatically withdrawn from our joint account into our savings account. And we also know that our preschool payments stop after next month because our kids will be going to, um, well, the one that's in preschool won't be, yeah. won't be going to preschool anymore. So I already set up an automatic withdrawal for the, the next two months to go directly into our savings account, which would have normally been automatically withdrawn for the preschool. So it was just sort of like having that awareness and that it doesn't put us right back where that $3,100 came from, <laughs> but sort of tweaking, reviewing, It makes me feel a little bit better than the heart attack I felt like I was having when it was just sucking that money out and pretty much wiping out everything that we had in a savings account. Now I know we at least have a plan to build it back up a little bit and then we'll just find other places to sort of tweak here and there and we can maintain some semblance of our current lifestyle. But I think that awareness of where your money is going, how you're spending it, where you can tweak it, where you need to pull back or where you can maybe even spend a little more because I think... There is a flip side of it, and I used to be totally guilty of this, where I would get paid and I had run up a little bit of credit card debt when I was in college, and I would throw everything at my student loans and my credit card debt, but then I would have no money to go out, and I was miserable. You know, So I think that there is a balance, and I don't think that we're saying that you have to it's all or nothing. Like if you are financially organized, that means that you have to be boring and stay home and never go out to eat or something. It's just that awareness. Like if you feel like you can't pay your bills, but you're eating out five nights a week, there might be a place where you can tweak a little bit and and being aware of where your money is going is going to really help you with that. So yeah, um, totally. I really like that idea of sort of dividing it up because I think 
it's the same thing if you've got a toy box that's full of toys and it's all sort of dumped in there, it feels kind of overwhelming. But if you can separate out the cars and the stuffed animals and the dolls and put them in three places, it's a lot easier to keep track of what goes where. So I think that that's a that that's sort of a, a good visual analogy for that same sort of thing of having different pots. So, and I, th- I think those are great tips. Those are very easy tips. You know, like, like I like to say, keep it simple at first, work with it, tweak it as you go forward. And I think that that is just a really great way to sort of start to get a handle on things. And right now finances are very front of mind in people's heads because our taxes are due here in just a couple of weeks here in the United States. So everybody's kind of like got it on their brains. Like, how can I be better about how I keep track of things next year and those kinds of things. Finally, I, so I, like I said, I like to listen to your podcast and, you know, so I love the differences of the language that we both speak English, but there's some things I had to actually go Google the one day when I was <laughs> to your show, because I was like, I have no idea what they are talking about. I think I, I contextually, I had an idea of what you were saying. So you were talking about what we call here as a thrift store or a secondhand store. And what is it that you call it there? Up shop. Okay. So what does that, what does that mean? Opportunity shop. Okay. Okay. So, so is it like the opportunity for a deal? Is that kind of what they're getting? No. At? So it's an opportunity for people who have less money to come in and buy a secondhand. So it's a, you know, it's a thrift store. It's, um, right. I should know. I listen to so much American stuff. I should know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's it's the same as it's a Goodwill store. Okay. Um, so um, we have like Salvation Army and St Vincent's de Paul. They and a few other charities that run up shops, author <laughs> <or thrift> shops. <laughs> But like I said, I was listening and I like got to the place where I was going when I was driving in my car and I literally said into, hey, Google, what is an op shop? <laughs> because I didn't know what else. Oh, no, she's going to tell me right now because she's sitting right here. <laughs> um, okay, so then another thing is what we call trash, you call? Rubbish which or is garbage. Such, yeah, which is such a nicer word than trash. And then you put the rubbish in a... Yeah, a rubbish bin. A rubbish or bin. a garbage bin. So we, uh, when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, we have two names for it. Like we have rubbish or garbage. And it just, I think it just depends on, you know, what your parents said right. as what you call it. But, you know, all, all Australians grew up watching Sesame Street, so we totally know Oscar the Grouch. grouch lives in a trash can. Trash can. <laughs> <laughs> so, weird. And then um, one of one of the things that I always <laughs> notice is the fact that we love to use the Z in organizer here in the United States, but you guys spell it? S. With an S. <laughs> you use Z or Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Z. <laughs> uh, you use Z for every word that should have an S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to make things very complicated for no reason here. So, yeah. so there's only a couple of words that need a Z in them. <laughs> like zoo or, or zebra. <laughs> Organize is spelled with an S, it's my S- friend. S- well, Thank you so much again for taking time in your morning to chat with me about this today. And can you tell me really quick where everybody can find you, find your podcast and everything like that? Yeah, I would love to. Um, We have, uh, our podcast is called The Art of Decluttering and you can find it in all places that you find podcasts. We're on Spotify. And if you're flying to Australia on Virgin Airlines, you can also listen to us 
on the plane. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash the art of decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.